today's Leading Women episode 261 with the wonderful Lori Bizoko. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lori Bisoko. Lori Bisoko is the founder and visionary of Envy Media Inc., an integrated communications company, as well as CubitSpas.com, a first-of-its-kind celebrity news website. Over the years, Loris has been featured and quoted in leading press outlets, including Forbes, Yahoo, Redbook, AOL, Fox News, The Wall Street Journal, and many more. So women of the world, Miss Lori Bisoko, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so very much for having me today. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Lori, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, man. I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. Great. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Absolutely. You know, I didn't start off as an entrepreneur. I worked in corporate America for about 15 years um, as a public relations executive. And I launched other businesses and helped other businesses with their brand marketing. And it wasn't until actually um, later in life, um, I was approaching 40. And I was very single, no children, just always focused on my career. And, you know, I started to take the opportunity to put myself into a different uh, uh, phase, get out of the whole uh, career phase and like really start dating men and looking for, you know, maybe a life partner. So um, I met my husband on an online dating site and literally in nine weeks he proposed. When that happened, it created a whole whirlwind effect for me. And I, it was really, um, you know, at that point that I decided I, I always had wanted to be an entrepreneur. Maybe I'm going to take the opportunity now to do it. 
Wow, what a lovely story. And I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came in existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Absolutely. Actually, you know, so, so being, you know, um, meeting somebody later in life and somebody who proposes in nine weeks after meeting him, that was really for me, my aha moment. And what it did was it was inspired me to help other women in the same situation who are focused on their career or who don't think they're going to find Mr. Right. Or maybe they've been with somebody for years and years and it didn't work out that I just wanted to take my, not only my experience, but my passion for helping people build relationships and turn that into a business. And that's really, really what I did. So I would say that was my defining moment. Um, NV Media is a communications company. That is like the holding company, the parent company for for several entities. I still focus on public relations under the NV Media branch. Uh, and that, but instead of doing it for corporate America, I'm doing it for myself. I also have a publishing entity, a digital publishing website called cupidspulse.com. Cupid's Pulse is a celebrity entertainment site focused on a niche and the niche is love and relationships. So essentially what happened was as a PR professional, I was always um, working with brands and working with celebrities. And when I left corporate America, I still would write articles for, um, you know, I, I actually became a columnist for an online publication and would attend celebrity events because I had already the backgrounds and I would write articles um, for that publication. But at the same time, because I had this passion for helping others with love and relationships, I started pitching several of the online dating sites and said, look, I met my husband this way. Um, and I really love to write. I've been in PR for 15 years. My passion is writing. Can I write for you? And I did. And they slowly and surely, they accepted me, started paying me. So now I have celebrity articles that I'm writing as well as love and relationships. I guess it was the, the, the second aha moment. And what really helped me launch my business was that about a year into it, I said, why am I doing this for everyone else and not doing it for myself? And uh, somebody who what I had meant through my writing mentor actually said to me, why don't you take your passion, celebrity and relationships and combine it together? Nobody on the Internet is talking about that as a niche right now. And I said, oh, my goodness. And the hair on my arms stood up. And it was at that moment that I said, I am going to start a blog, a site that focuses on celebrities and love. And it really is going to take those celebrity stories that we're reading about every day and bring it down to the real world level with advice for everyday singles and, and couples. Wow, what a beautiful story that one is. I was really hooked into listening to every word that you've said. And what inspiring that one is. I mean, 
you it was born out from your experience and wanting to inspire others to help others in in love and with love and relationships and then from there it grew from being a, a writer of on or niching down to writing on celebrity uh, love and relationship what a beautiful loveliness and there is a big takeaway here for our listeners because uh, a lot of our listeners would ask how is this idea comes about or how is this how do you how does business people uh, came up with that and more often it stems from our own need and from there it grew from ha- wanting to help others and then uh, of course passion is uh, is a great factor i mean you have to do what it is that you love doing what you are passionate about doing so great story that i'm sure our listeners can learn from so thank you for sharing that now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners. However, they would like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? That is a really, really great question. And I just want to reiterate that yes, passion. Passion is really important. I mean, if you aren't passionate and don't like what you're doing, it's not going to be successful. I also think a lot of times, um, you know, I'm a third generation entrepreneur. What does that mean? My father was an entrepreneur, had his own business. My grandfather had his own business and it spread to my family, my brother, my sister, my brother-in-law, my husband, we're all entrepreneurs. So But, you know, having them surround me and being entrepreneurial, I never wanted to force it. So it had to happen organically. And it did. And I think that's just a message for your listeners that, you know, don't force it. Organic. Like, think about what it is you're passionate about and love. But what compels me? Such a great question. I really think it comes down for me. It's personal for everybody. But for me, it comes down to my children. I have two little girls, four and six. I named my company Envy Media after them, Natalie and Victoria. They are the drive in everything that I do. You know, I want them to see mommy succeeding, doing something she loves, being independent from a schedule, growing a business, you know, and hopefully maybe one day they can take it over or, you know, it'll inspire them in somehow. So as I said, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs and I think that, you know, I just, it's in my blood, I guess, if, if, if that's, you know, can actually happen. And although I never thought, you know, it would take me this long to get here, I actually, I I did it. And, um, so I think that's what drives me towards success. Um, You know, I know this is maybe cliche, uh, people say this, but it is very true for me. Failure is not an option. I've always said that. I cannot fail. I will not fail. And why? Because not because I'm so great and so I won't allow myself to fail. I don't care how many sleepless nights (laughs) that I'm doing this. But, you know, I really just keep moving forward day by day by day, you know beautiful vision what a compelling vision is uh, that one is i mean having your children being inspired uh, by your children natalie and victoria and, and having them inspired by you doing what it is that you love wow what a compelling vision that one is and for our listeners out there there's a big takeaway here i it's really important for you to create your vision write the, write your vision and something that inspires you on a daily basis you know something that gives you direction you know something that gives you 
strength because there are going to be ups and downs building a business. But when you have the vision, you know that you are going somewhere, you're moving forward. So it's really important to create the vision just like what Laura just shared with us. So create a vision, write it down, and it's going to evolve with you. It doesn't have to be a grand, grand vision to begin with because it's going to continuously evolve with you as you grow and as your business grows. So the most important thing is to write it down and create that. All right, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is tenacity. I think I have an abundance of determination and drive. Um, you know, I'm not that I don't need more than one cup of coffee. You know, I just am high energy, um, extroverted, very type A, and I just I just do it. Um, you know, it's just a, it's like I said, it's a personality trait. Um, I think the other personality trait um, that's helped me, and I think helps um, would help other you know women um, be successful, is organization. You know, I'm highly organized. I'm one of those people that have lists for lists. Um, sometimes I think to myself, is this a waste of time? But quite honestly, it is not because it helps me to stay organized. Um, I have a team of, I would say, between the interns, the staff, the vendors, the, you know, external, you know, 15 to 20 people. I can't imagine I cannot imagine not having uh, being organized and trying to manage all those people. Um, so that's very important. And then I guess the third thing I would say is thinking out of the box. You know, I'm always looking for new ways to do things. Um, I don't think that I am right about everything. I listen to what other people, you know, their advice that they give me. Um, although, you know, I was never tech savvy. I mean, never. I didn't even know what Gmail or Google Drive was or, you know, when I started. You know, it, these all these things have become my best friends. So I, I think, you know, thinking out of the box and just doing things that you're not accustomed to and getting out of your comfort zone is important. Yes, really a great trait there that you've just shared that we can all let down adopt and cultivate in our lives in general and in our business building activities. So that's having that tenacity. I mean, being determined, having the drive, not quitting on your dream, not quitting on your passion and being organized, huge as a business owner um, to be really organized because um, it really helps you not be overwhelmed because if you are disorganized, we tend to be feeling organized um, about it. So really great uh, traits here that you've just shared. And Let's all cultivate and adapt them in our lives in general. So thank you for sharing this because there are huge traits that we can all learn from. Now, let's go about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, it's no surprise that running your own business is extremely challenging in general, right? Um, honestly, for me, you know, I can see the strategic vision. I can see the idea. I guess you would say I'm more of a creative type. 
Um, it's always been that way, but then at a certain point, and especially when you're running your own business, I think the hardest thing has been getting used to the ups and downs in business and, you know, also financial management. You know, I'm a strategist. And although I had to, in corporate America, you know, maintain million dollar budgets for my clients when working in corporate America for someone else, you know, you are managing budgets, but you're working for somebody. So the ups and downs aren't as stressful per se. I mean, they are stressful, but not as stressful if it's at your own company. So I had to really get accustomed to that and speak to other entrepreneurs. I would say network, branch out, speak to others in the business because I'm sure everybody's going through the same thing. And when I spoke to others, like I remember, you know, when we first started making a profit, oh my goodness, I was excited. You know, I was so excited. And I remember, you know, other uh, entrepreneur in my in my network saying, you know, relax, don't get so excited right away. Let it last for six months to a year before you really get excited, you know. So I think I needed those um, colleagues to kind of, you know, bring me back to a place of even keel. And then guess what? After a few months, it dipped and we were losing money. So it's, you know, and then a few months later, it came back up. So it, and it's always just going with the flow. But boy, was that a new experience for me. It was, you know, I don't like being on roller coasters and that's what it felt like. And, um, you know, I don't have a partner, so it's all on me. You know, it's on me to budget right, bring in revenue, maintain staff, expenses and losses. It's a lot. So I think that was my biggest challenge, but honestly, just try to maintain even keelness. Don't get it too excited. Don't get too down, you know, just trying to maintain because you are going to have ups and downs for sure. Yes, I can totally resonate with you with that, with that one. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to this challenge that you have just shared, because especially when you have a team of people that depends on you, that depend on you for their paycheck. Yes. And this ups and downs roller coaster feeling you have to like, you really have to keep up with your finances because there are people depending on you. And that's what makes it like, wow, what is going to be in the next month, for example. So it really keeps you on the toes. But at the same time, it's challenging and in a fun way, an exciting. I, I see it as a, a challenge, but I see it as an excitement as well because I know that, okay, it, it will give me something to push to work uh, hard about for the next month, for example. So this challenge that Laura just shared with us, for our listeners out there, the good thing is that we can all learn from each other on how we're able to manage it. And also, you know, nowadays, there are a lot of resources that we can tap into to to weather the storms, weather the challenges that we are facing and not to, the most important thing is not to make these challenges as a deterrent for us to keep moving forward or to keep pushing. So great lessons in those uh, things that you've just shared. So thank you for sharing. Now let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, that is a very good question because I actually get asked that 
all the time. You know, it's so funny. I separate myself so well, I guess, that some people don't realize when I'm at an event or, you know, in a meeting. or They don't realize that I'm even a mom, you know. I really try to separate. And it isn't easy. It definitely is not easy. I think in the very beginning, I tried to separate myself by hours of the day. So, for example, I'd work from, say, you know, 8 a.m. to 1, because this is when I had little babies at home, right? 8 a.m. to 1, and then I'd have, you know, time in between, and I'd, you have, you know, feed my child or what, what, whatever it was, play with them, depending on their age, of course, right? Um, and then I would go back to work. Like, I kind of juggled it all within the day is, I guess, what I'm saying. And then I would say three years ago, because that was the first year of my business, then about three, I've been in business four years. And three years ago, um, I was interviewing, I interview celebrities and high um, profile personalities all the time. And I interviewed Barbara Corcoran. She is a real estate mogul and on um, a reality show Shark Tank, she took $1,000, turned it into a billion dollars. She's amazing. So I interviewed her and I asked her that question. And she gave me advice that to this very day I use. She said, I'm not the greatest at it. I have, you know, I think she has six kids. I'm not the greatest at it. But what I started doing is I take my days and I put my day and I put my work life balance into days, not hours. So I don't have to try to constantly switch gears every other hour. I put it into days. So for example, Monday, maybe my day out of the office, but I'm still virtually working, but I can run my errands, get things done that I need to personally while I'm still working virtually. Tuesdays, all my meetings happen. Everybody knows and my assistant knows if I schedule a meeting, it's on a Tuesday, fill up the calendar on Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm in the office, maybe I'm meeting with clients, like whatever it is. And like Friday, my kid's day. You know, that's the day everything's off. My kids have one day during the week in addition to weekends in addition to the evenings, but that is focuses on them. So I loved what she told me and I literally came up with a similar schedule for myself that is just like that. And I've been doing that for three years and I, and, and listen, it's not perfect, but it definitely, definitely helps. So if somebody calls and says, Oh, do you want to have a meeting? you know, or wants to have a meeting with you. Now you got to look at the calendar and maybe this was the day you were supposed to bring your child to, you know, dance class. And now you can't because somebody wants to have a meeting. So if you just do it on one day, I know it's not always possible, but if you try to schedule like that, it becomes more, um, more productive and more structured and it helps me to balance anyway. Yes. Well, I love your perspective on this work-life balance and those tips that you've uh, have shared with us. And yes, I'm really big on uh, scheduling and putting things on calendar and watching these things. So for example, like what you have given really great examples, and I do this uh, as well. I learned this from my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, which is very similar to what you've learned from Barbara Corcoran. Uh, so for example, Mondays, I schedule, um, you know, business activities for example and Tuesdays will be for example interviews and then Wednesdays for example meetings so it's really about 
what he told me watching and which is very similar to what you've said so for example mm. take a specific day of the week to spend to be totally off and spend time with your family with your kids uh, for yourself for example because it's really important to watch those and i see that when when i do it that way i tend i am able to at least uh, make time for those that are important to me so for our listeners out there great takeaways with what laura just shared with us really big on that watching and scheduling those on a on a day-to-day basis instead of hour by hour because sometimes things happen and we have to be flexible if things happen uh, during the day uh, so really great takeaways there thank you for sharing because those are really helpful for our listeners as well now let's talk about success and what success mean to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I think, you know, it's really twofold um, for me. I mean, it's definitely a measure of success um, when we get that, you know, for me, when I get that great celebrity interview for my site, I mean, that's something specific to my site. And then when the celebrity interview maybe gets picked up by other media outlets and it has like a nice viral cycle in social media, I mean, that's success. But, you know, the other measure of success, you know, oftentimes for most boils down to financial, right? As as long as we're making a profit, you know, every month or making a profit of the course of the year, you know, for me, I'm in a happy place. Um, after four years of being in the business, particularly, you know, it's not easy. And success is really measured by how well I can balance it all. I mean, at the end of the day, family, health, and business. So I think in terms of success, am I, if I had to like summarize the whole thing, success for me is really measured by, am I still happy? Am I still passionate about what I'm doing? Um, you know, of course, am I making, you know, financial, uh, some profit, you know, that's what it really comes down to. I think the day that I'm no longer happy or passionate and, and don't wake, you know, don't want to roll out of bed to work. I think that's when, you know, success for me is going to be over. Yeah. So success is when I'm happy or when I'm being passionate about what I'm doing. Success is about achieving your financial, your personal, your business, your health goals. Truly a great essence of the true essence of success with what you've shared. Because I also believe that, the, you know, what is truly gratifying and fulfilling is really the intangible aspects of being in business. I mean, are you happy with what it is that you're putting out there? Are you happy with what it is that you are doing? Are you meeting those metrics that you you set for yourself for your business and those around you because i believe that at this at the end of the day those are what really fulfills us or that what really makes us happy so thank you for sharing your perspective on that before we get to the highlight of our show let's thank our sponsor podcast your passion yes did you know you can podcast your passion make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about that's how i get to do what i'm doing talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. 
That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, I think I already mentioned, um, and this is very true, and I'm going to put it as my number one piece of advice, is that you really, 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 really need to love what you do um, and that you're committed to whatever business you plan to do. So having passion for what you're doing and a deep love, is that's exactly what it is that's going to get you through those low times. I think it's true in you know relationships as well, right? So hard times and sleepless nights are definitely going to happen. So if you really love and are committed to what you're doing, that isn't going to feel so bad, right? Yes. Um, so if I didn't immensely love what I was doing, you know, really, I would have packed it in a few years ago. Um, I think number two, uh, my business advice is to have a game plan. You know, it doesn't need to be a full written formula, like no five-year plan, uh, you know, that's, you know, 50 pages long, you know, that'll take you hours, but there really should be some sort of goal, short and long-term vision and, you know, some metrics that measure success along the way. Um, and the third thing I would say is budget, right? Have some money in the bank before you begin. I know that there are so many stories about people who started, you know, on a dollar, started, you know, with $14 in their pocket. But I think those people are really far and few between. I think you need to have a few months, if not more, of money saved um, and just know that you are most likely going to spend it launching your business. So I just think you have to be in a comfortable place. I, I would hate to, you know, I, and there are many people who start a business and then they have, you know, they've mortgaged their home and sold all their assets. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's just not the way I would approach it personally. Um, you know, I'd make sure I'd have some cushion. Yes, really great takeaways in what you've just shared. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really love what you do and be committed in it. I mean, I love the phrase that you said, deep love and passion in business, and it is in love. I love that. And the second one is to have a game plan. And that's, that doesn't have to be complicated or a long one, but you need to have a short-term goal and a, as, uh, as well as a long-term goal. What is it that you are envisioning to accomplishing? And the third one is to have a budget before starting a business so for our listeners out there who are thinking of going into business really this is really important this is really huge so because there are expenses along the way in building a business so it's really important you have that cushion and if you have to do part-time job while you're building a business even if your business grows slowly it's really important you have that financial cushion great takeaway Sarah we can all take action in today so thanks for sharing that now what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way to business and that which you can share our listeners with? I mean, the whole technology sector, right? I mean, it's just, it's really changed the way for everything from, you know, what your, the, the apps that your phone has to Google Docs, 
I mean, I have to say, I remember starting when I started out, I didn't know what Google Drive or Google Docs was. I didn't realize there was this unbelievable uh, document sharing um, device or tool. And um, I hired my first assistant and she mentioned it to me. Very young, right? So all these young, new um, uh, students out of college just graduated. They know about all this technology. And I really fought her on using it. No, no, I don't want to get used to it. And I have to say, Google Docs has become my very best friend. When you have a team of 15 to 20 people, a lot of them are spread all over the country. I can develop a document. They can go in it. Uh, you know, we make changes. They can look at it with me at the same time. It just has really changed the way and the speed uh, in which we do business. Yes, Google Docs and Google Drive and the whole Google platform. I mean, it's really intuitive and really helpful if we know how to tap and leverage it for our business. So I'm make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I actually have on my nightstand right now a book that I received from um, this woman by the name of Tabitha Coffee. Um, she is a reality star. Of course, this is my line of business, right? And she has a bunch of, uh, she had a hair salon and was on reality show. And now she helps, helps other um, businesses to become successful. She kind of like you know, turns them around. But anyway, she has this new book, Own It, Be the Boss of Your Life at Home and in the Workplace. And I'm finding it to be a really fascinating um, read. But, you know, on a different level, I I do love Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a fan of his. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a very good book. I mean, I think also Tim Ferriss, he has uh, the four-hour work week. Those are, you know, just great business books to read. Yes, I love those resources that you've just shared. The Own It by Tabitha Kofi, of course, the Four Hour Work Week by uh, Tim Ferriss, and yeah, all Malcolm Gladwell's books, really a staple uh, for us in business. Great resources that I will make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, uh, Lori, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Okay, wonderful. Well, I think whether you're single or in a relationship, there is amazing advice on cupidspulse.com. You know, everything from weekend date ideas, you know, how to know if he's the one, how to keep the spark alive in a marriage. Those are some of the examples of stories and advice that we provide. But they aren't just, you know, they, they aren't just written by me and my writers. We have a dozen expert contributors who are psychologists and therapists and matchmakers who provide their insight into the areas of love and relationship. And then for your guilty pleasure, we've got those wonderful celebrity interviews where we're asking celebrities what their current projects are and always asking them four to five questions about their love life and how do they keep it alive, especially when they're traveling. And so there's a little guilty pleasure in there as well. Um, so for your listeners, the best way to connect is to tap into cupidspulse.com. It's www.cupidspulse.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Cupid's Pulse or on Facebook, Pinterest. But to find me, I have a personal Twitter at Lori Biz, L-O-R-I-B-I-Z-Z. All right, so that's Cupid's 
pulse.com from there you can connect to their social media channels twitter facebook pinterest and of course at uh, Lori's twitter handle which is at loribiz which is b-i-z-z and i'll make sure to have this on our resource page so i highly encourage you our listeners to go check their websites especially uh, if you want want to read about love and, and uh, relationships and of course to for, for fun entertainment about uh, knowing about the celebrity interviews that Lori is uh, doing so that's cupid's pulse.com and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash Lori Bisoko or just type in her name Lori on the search bar and it will find it for you again that link is cupidspulse.com Lori, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.